0: Welcome to Nothing is Ob South Texas Golf Podcast. Uh, Welcome, uh, welcome all y'all looking at this podcast. Hopefully everyone's tuning in for all you golfers here in the South Texas area. I have a very special sponsor for this episode, number, episode number 39 with Carrie Neister from the Golf Fellowship. I have Veronica Ronnie Rivera. Uh, She is a realtor here in San Antonio. Uh, She's a really good person, really good girl. Uh, You can hit her up at 210-955-5395. For all your real estate needs, please call Ronnie. She'll take real good care of you. She's really good on detail and she wants to make uh, the home of your dreams a reality. All right, so thank you. Make sure you hit up Ronnie. Now for our podcast with Carrie. All right, Carrie, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I'm super psyched to have you uh, just because it's been since March 2018 since I had you on the podcast. You are episode number 12. Yeah, we have history. Uh, Hey, uh, just a little good history. It's good history. Yeah, yeah. that was the beginning. That was that was the beginning. And uh, I'm going to tell you, Kerry joining your league, joining the golf fellowship Uh, carries the co-founder of the golf fellowship. Uh, It used to be only just here in San Antonio and now he's ventured out and we'll get to those uh, cities that the golf fellowship is now into. Um, But Carrie, I wanted to thank you because you actually helped start my golf journey and venturing out and playing outside of my little bubble. And you introduced me uh, to a good amount of guys in the league and, you really kind of got me out of my, my shell. You really did. And uh, you do not understand what you did for me and what you do for a lot of the guys in the league. Cause I know if it just happened to me and being in the league for three years, I can only imagine what it did for them and being in as long as you've ran the league.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that uh, kind comment because that's exactly why I do this. Uh, you know, I grew up uh playing golf obviously and played in college but i grew up going to my dad's course where he was a head pro at at a nine-hole country club in iowa and so i played with all types and i played nine hole leagues all the time and so i got to know lots of different guys you know of course with golf there's every different personality in the book right and and really that's what the golf fellowship is about I, i think it's just this great equalizer for us all as as society to, to be able to get out and really enjoy ourselves. And for guys like yourself to get out, you know, during the week, break up that week a little bit, you know, blow off some stress after Monday and Tuesday work and yet preserve your weekends, you know, for your
0: family for the most part. Well, I think that's what you, what you do for us. Cause what Carrie does is Carrie runs an awesome, nine uh nine hole league for the most part uh the good majority of the time it's every Tuesday nights in the evenings here in San Antonio. Now, uh since we talked, uh I think it was we were going into your your 13th year, 12th or 13th year and now what year are we on to right now? Number 15. Number 15. Yeah. And uh now tell everybody, you're not just in San Antonio anymore. It's the, the league has grown leaps and bounds and I heard from a little birdie last year, uh one of our good friends uh that i i think venturing out to some of these leagues kind of uh, took its little toll on you as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah and uh, of course i'm a glutton for punishment when it comes to that i'm i'm just ocd enough to continue this thing and uh, you know always be ambitious to uh, you know follow people's desires and interest in this and uh, two years ago actually 2019 i guess it was a year after you started uh, you know, I got a call from a guy in Austin, John Vanoller and he he uh, asked said, "Hey, can we get, get your group up here?" My brother lives in Austin, and uh, we had tried it, you know, a little bit way back in two thousand eleven. It just wasn't good timing, and um, but uh, we've decided in two thousand nineteen to go there. Um, that worked out well, so we're heading heading into our third year in Austin this year, and then last year we went to Dallas because we had a, a member from Austin move to Dallas, and he asked if we could take it there. Of course, you know what happened then over the winter this year. One of the Dallas members moved to Houston. So here we come, Houston.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so not only San Antonio to start off with, Now then you're in Austin, and then Dallas, and now Houston. All right, so tell me, is there any more room for expansion? <laughs> might want to ask my wife that <laughs> <laughs> well hey you you have what is it uh what what is what do you refer her or what do people refer her as miss Comish? or Commish, yeah there you go miss Kamish. uh yeah. now I'm, I'm sure she's the one in charge right she's the one that allows you to do all this stuff she is it's gotta
1: take place outside of you know my responsibilities and and stuff like that i don't always obey that you know, oh oh yes that's what, that's what I want to hear a bad boy that's what I am I am a bad boy commissioner. <laughs> you know
0: I I have to do this I have to make it happen you know and uh there you go well I have a good comment right here uh Kerry you're such an awesome guy much respect for you and the golf fellowship because of your group I met Andy and became best friends Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know this guy. So that's, you know, <laughs> I'm just playing. He's one of my, I'm just playing. He's one of my good buddies. And and yes, uh, we met, uh, in the, the handicapper, the, the handicap that you have every year at BRAC. We met, I think it was, uh, in 2000, uh, last March, if I'm not mistaken. And we were just randomly paired together. And man, me and this, me and this guy, we just hit it off. His name's Arnold. And, uh, He said when we first met, his name's Alfredo, but he likes people to call him Arnold because he doesn't like to be called Freddie. And so I said, Oh, okay, I'm going to call you Freddie. But you've called him all of those things just now. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know, it's just like me. I just want to be called. You know, I just want to be called. (laughs) Hey, Arnold, I really appreciate
1: you uh, sharing that. You know, I'd like to see you out full time with us. Um, but that's, that's awesome. Those are, those are other stories I love hearing. You know, I didn't realize that you two had met that way, but I know a lot of, a lot of people have become good friends. They've gone on big trips, you know, and, and it started in the golf fellowship. So that's the coolest thing to me.
0: It is. And, you know, doing a little bit of research and I, I you know, I, I know you and I know the the type of person and the type of man you are uh, just reading a little bit, try to do a little bit of research and my homework, you know, brushing up on some of the history and some of the things about the golf fellowship. I read something that you stated that if, I don't know if it was on Facebook or your, the website, uh, the dot that you like to host or put on events just as much as you like to golf.
1: Yeah, I, re- I still do.
0: <laughs> I wrote- <laughs> That's good. After after being in four yeah. cities, now you still do.
1: Yeah, I, I wrote that a couple of years ago, um, but uh, I really do. You know, and that that shifted from when I started doing this back in 07. You know, it was just about getting back to the game and, and playing. You know, as maybe once a month, even that was a uh, pie in the sky for me at that time. But uh, in a couple of months, I had 150 guys on an email list. Uh, you know, really interested in this and I realized I had to get serious about it. And again, my OCD kicked in and, you know, but I really do. I I saw my dad growing up, you know, he put on great events. You know, he was, he was an artist. He, he, he used his calligraphy skills, you know, and, and other things to, you know, to really personalize all the scorecards, the leaderboards, you know, and really made events great and uh, personable for people and and that's that's what i'm looking for
0: i i totally totally feel that that's what you do because i think you have a lot of members in the league at all these events and you try your best and i know it's hard you try your best to make sure you say hi to everybody you know you hey Andy, you know, or you go up there and, you know, especially a new member, you really try to reach out. And I do feel that you try to welcome everybody as much as you can. I know you're not going to be able to please everybody and not everyone's going to be able to feel like, oh, hey, Kerry said hi to me or Kerry gave me some of his time. But because I I do understand, I mean, you're trying to do a million things at once. But uh, now one, I was speaking with somebody the other day and it was from the two man event that you had at the Canyons. And I do have a video that – I do have a video that, and I'm going to see – I'm going to quote him. He said, Kerry has such a cool vibe surrounding him because we were playing in the Canyons course. Uh, We were playing in some extra holes against Sarah White and Robert Powell. And uh, I hit this amazing shot. His name is Odie. He's a big burly dude with a big beard. He He said, I hit this amazing shot. And Kerry said, wow, I wouldn't believe you hit that shot if I wasn't here to see it myself. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. I remember it
1: like it was yesterday. Uh, He was on the edge of edge of two, not in a pretty shot, not in a pretty shape. And his partner was basically out of the hole. It was just up to him. And I mean, there was a stump there. There was I mean, it was nuts. And he pulls this thing out of wood. I'm pretty sure fairway wood out of there and just, he said it was a five way. He said it was a five wood. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, he just rips it out of there. Uh, it was, and it kept him in the hole, you know, they, they almost pulled it off, but okay, uh,
0: don't, don't get there yet. Don't, don't get there yet. Okay. Well, uh, well our, my buddy, Odin, I think that was hole number two, right at canyons. Cause I think you played number one and uh, how many people were tied? I think he said there was like five, was it true? Like f- three or five people, five groups. Well, five or, teams, of course, it was two men, so there was ten
1: people were out there on the first and first hole, you know, and it, it
0: narrowed down to two groups after the first hole, but yeah uh, because because they both birdie they both birdie yeah. the hole, my buddy Jeremy and my buddy Odie against Sarah and Robert, and yeah. Yeah, I know Robert pretty well, and Sarah, I've taken some of the classes at Mike's place at, at the Mach three, and mm-hmm. uh Sarah's been my instructor, and so when Robert told me that that was his partner, I said. That's not even funny. That's not even funny, Robert. Come on. Man. <laughs> you know. So, so when I heard that my buddies were in against them in the last hole or in extra extra holes, I was like, OK, I, I don't even know what the hell these guys were doing there. Right. Well, yeah. my buddy, Jeremy, he's really good. And Odie's a solid player as well. Yeah. Well, it was on number two. Odie said he was in trouble. And after he hits this amazing shot and you tell him, uh, you know, hey, great job you wouldn't believe it. Right. Well, they offered you a ride. He said, he he said, I offered Carrie a ride. And Carrie said, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm good. Thanks. And my friend Odie goes, he said, there was just such a peace and a joy, a pure joy on Carrie's face as he was watching and walking along with these groups. And I said, and you know what, he told me this. And I was just like, "I, I believe you. I I seen that space. I've seen that, that, that grin that he makes one of the grins you're making right now. I've seen like, like, and I'm glad that, that somebody that, that doesn't play within the league that played at just one of your two man events was able to get just a little bit of those vibes and those feels that you give all of us guys that play in the league.
1: It's really important to me. You know, I, I just, I want people to, to know that they matter I want people to first of all be able to come out and enjoy themselves. You know, they could tank it. You know, we've all had those days, and some of us have those days a lot more times than others. You know, no matter what level we are, we have those days, right? And, uh, but hey, we got to be able to come out and realize this isn't our day job. This is fun. And that last year, that, of all the two-man events, that was like the highlight of all of them. Having five teams going a sudden-death playoff, you know, and then going on hole two, he pulls off that shot. Yeah, well, uh, he I, pull, okay.
0: I, so so I, Odie, Odie, pulls off that shot, okay, and I'm going to play the video of uh, what occurs because I know, if I'm not mistaken, Odie had hit that five wood from out of the woods. He rolls off the stump of a of a stump of a bunker rolls onto the green and I think he's putting for par if I'm not mistaken or putting for putting for birdie. Does that sound about right? Because I know it's a par five.
1: Yeah. um,
0: I can't remember exactly what the, what the scenario was, but they still in it at that point. So. Yes, I think I think he was putting for a par save and Sarah had a putt for birdie. Birdie That's to win. yes. For birdie to win. All right. And we're going to pick up right there on green at hole number 2, TPC Canyons. Sarah White going for the putt. Got it. Good, Woo. Good bird. Good bird. Hey, no, 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 Thank you. Oh. Oh. Great putt. Great victory. And, uh, that, you know, that was a, she's a stud. She's an awesome player, a good, a good girl from what I hear and from what she showed me as a coach. And that was my buddy, Jeremy, and my boy, Odie. Uh, and they said, they said they had a really good time. At, those, at that two-man event. That was one of the first events that they had played in a two-man format like that. Mm-hmm. And if, for, for myself and my buddy Jeremiah, we played at the Oaks at that two-man event. And it's a really good way to get people to come on out and just get a little taste of the league. And, you know, maybe they don't want to take the plunge, but you know what? It gets, them, it gets that thought in their mind. They said, hey, we enjoyed ourselves this league. You know what? Why couldn't we join and play every other Tuesday as well?
1: Yeah, uh, a little bit on Sarah. You know, Sarah is basically undefeated in the two-man challenge events that she's participated in. She's uh, been champion three times, three for three, I think. There may have been one other time where she didn't win, but she won two other times with Jeff Young, you know, from Mach 3 as well. And uh, so, yeah, she's very salty. So, guys, come on out. You know, <laughs> it's not just a two man challenge, but you do have to play like a man, you know, uh, unless you're Sarah White. And then you just play like Sarah White and you kick everybody's butt.
0: Well, I don't I don't know if her status is going to change because she did win a Symmetra tour event, which is like yeah. the minor leagues of the LPGA. So I don't know. Is is she out now? Is that is that what we're saying? <laughs>
1: No, no. You know, pros can come and play, too, in the gross competition and, uh, you know, if they want. So I would love to have Sarah back and and participate in that. But, yeah, she's, uh, you know, one key there is that she's playing from the men's tees. She's playing all all the gross participants, team gross, have to play from where everybody else plays in the gross So, you know, she hits the ball, uh, you know, 270, 280, even up to 300. So it's uh, it's phenomenal. And uh, I guess to, to your point there about the two man challenges, you know, we're, we're ramping up a little bit this year. So it, it really is an outreach uh, event for us to uh, promote the golf fellowship and get more people involved. But we have guys come from all over the state. So this is our schedule that we're going to, that we've got in place this year. I'm super excited about it because we're going to go to, we're going to go to Houston We're going to go up to Austin, the Wolf Dancer, Uh, Golf Club of Houston, you know, is where the the tournament in Houston, the PGA Tour event, was held for years and years and years. And then the last event, we're going to Cowboys. Of course, those two in between uh, are back at TPC San Antonio. So one of the cool things is, is that with our points race, you could actually post all your necessary points from those five events if you wanted to travel with us. So... You, you don't even have to participate in the nine-hole or even the other 18-hole events uh, that we have in the different cities. You can still get your points and be able to go and qualify for
0: uh, you know, the Horseshoe Bay this August. Oh, yeah. And it's awesome because uh, one of my good buddies, Zach Cruz and I, we played at the Wolf Dancer one. I did; I wasn't able due to COVID. And that's probably that's one of the things that I have, like, probably like a real bitter taste. I mean, COVID has really uh, made us change the way we live and done the way we do a lot of things. And it sucks. It really does. And I wasn't able to play as much as I wanted to because the league is really, like I stated earlier, has done a lot for me and, but I was able to get out and go to Bastrop to play at the Wolf Dancer and meet up with one of my buddies from Austin to go play in that two man. And man, that course tore me up. I mean, it did. It was a tough, it was a tough track, but I had a, I had a blast. I did have a blast, but that course tore me up, but um, I'm going back for vengeance this year. I'm going to tell you that much. I'm going back for vengeance. Good deal. Good deal. Now, Now, as as putting on these two men events and uh, being in four different cities, uh, why was it so important for you to venture out to these other cities and do some of these other bigger events outside of just the every other Tuesday within the league? Uh, You know,
1: the more the more we can do stuff outside of the city, the more fun it gets at the end of the year. You know, um, one of the things you you were asking kind of about my bandwidth earlier. Um, we are going to activate some league managers this year to to run the behind the scenes stuff with Golf Genius and everything. So it's really going to help me. So you know, there's potential that uh, that we could grow in the future. But you know, as long as there's interest, um, I'd like to grow it um, because. I just get a great camaraderie, uh, for myself, for one, I love getting to know these guys from different cities. Um, and I, I love seeing the competition, you know, and I love being, of course being part of the competition. I, I like to compete as much as anybody else, but, um, you know, it's just neat to see us cross some of those boundaries that, you know, maybe we aren't
0: normally able to do. Um, so we'll see where it goes. Now, what are some of the things for people that don't know much about the golf fellowship, just uh, like me, like how I was able to find out about you is that I found a golf ball in the woods that said golf fellowship. And then I started to see some Facebook and Instagram ads. And I said, Hey, I found one of those balls in the woods that that's why I have some golf balls too, that I give to a lot of my friends and said, Hey, that's got my nothing is OB logo and guys give me some free advertisement. And, and one of my buddies asked me the other day, I said, Hey man, I see you giving away golf balls to everybody else, but me. And I said, well, cause you're always down the fairway. Yeah, These yeah. guys are always to the right and left. That's yeah. why I gave them multiples." marketing strategy there. You gotta, you know, I tell everybody,
1: make sure, you know, uh, hit them in the woods all you want. So, uh, Absolutely.
0: I'm glad you found it. Well, that, well, that's why I'm trying to take a page out of your playbook. So, <laughs> what, so what are some of the things that the league does offer in regards to uh, different types of uh, tournaments? Uh, I guess what are some of the goals that some people are trying to shoot for at the end of the year or throughout uh, each one of these events?
1: Right. So we're always making little changes, you know, tweaks. And uh, this year I really got serious about having an, an advisory board you know, to, uh, you know, to really bounce ideas off. And, you know, we're tweaking little things, trying to make it more fair for everybody, more inclusive. uh, So everybody can compete and really shoot for, you know, those year end things. Uh, People want to know that they can go to any individual event and compete. And they also want to be able to be competitive in uh, any year long competition. You know, so as a member you know, of course you can become a base member. You can come uh, as a member. You can come and play at members rates and all of our events and any event that, that we play across all the cities. Um, and, and that's great. And you can compete in event games at those events, but what it really gets fun is the points race and the play. And I know that we're, we're heading towards some personal territory for you here. Um, but but the points race, uh, you know, is, is a stable, modified Stableford system based on your net scores uh, that we take throughout the year. And basically, this year, um, it's going to be your best 10 nine hole scores. So even though if, if you play 18, you get two separate scores that work to those 10. And any event across all leagues can be used for that score. Now, you're going to be competing against your city for an initial points race and two thirds of that pot goes to that city. But then a third of that pot is put aside to go to the TGF championship at Horseshoe Bay, where we all come together. And the same thing is the case for match play. So there, there's a great pot for the points race within the leagues. Um, but then there's a bunch of money going to Horseshoe Bay too. Well, once you go there, if you end up finishing in the top 12 uh this year, um, or a new event. I don't know if you want me to share this yet, but Uh, yes, share it, share it. Because I want people, I want people to, I want people to know. So, so we're going to have two Ryder cup events at the end of the year. Um, we started, this would be our third year this year, uh, to, to have the Hill country cup, which is San Antonio versus Austin. Austin beat us the first year and we took back the cup, the proverbial cup, Last year, uh, but this year, we're excited because we're going to have 12-man teams from all four cities go up to Pine Dunes. And uh, I, I hear that's a heck of a place to visit and a heck of a track. We're going to be there for for three days, play uh, 72 holes of golf and and compete
0: as four separate cities there. So super I excited. I saw that. I saw that, Kerry. Now, um, I'm, I was really hurt the first year that you did have the Hill Country Cup because being a football coach I was not able to make it and you don't understand Kerry like that broke my heart broke my heart <laughs> and then not being able to fully put myself in to be to be to be eligible to be for the second group but I was it broke my heart because because San Antonio lost that's what that's what broke my heart for the first year but the second year hey there it is there's a the uh, score yeah. right there we took <laughs> it up I was proud. I was like, hell yes. I I was thankful. (laughs) And I said, you know what? If I wasn't on the team, then you know what I said? Or if I was on the team, I said, man, we probably would have lost if I was on the damn squad. You know, last
1: year was so much fun. I mean, yeah, San Antonio won. But um, I really uh, the the guys who won the respective leagues, uh, Will Peterson from San Antonio and Jason, Jason Zepniewski from Austin. Uh, they became the captains of those teams, and they just they just ran with that, and there was such a buzz. We we uh, increased the teams from 12 to 20 because there was so much interest wow. and participation level, and it was such a good buzz about it. You know, we went and played, uh, as we did the first year, we played uh, Bandit uh, for our four-ball event, and then the next day we played Voller Creek. Um, you know, for two awesome t- tracks. Yeah, yeah. Two great tracks. Great for great for that, uh, that type of that style of event. Um, you know, we had a great time.
0: So, uh, and, and, and those are give That gives you, that gives guys like us, uh, some things to look forward to. I remember in speaking our first episode, uh, I went back and listened to it and hearing, hearing you say some of the things they said, well, if you're trying to get rich, the golf fellowship is not for you. But if you're trying to put if you're trying to put a little skin in the game, if you're trying to put a little skin in the game and, you know, a little side action, then come on out. This is this is this is the league for you. And um, I remember that. And so uh, my first year didn't bet so many people, you know, side action wise, because I didn't really know them. So now uh, I was kind of labeled. I was labeled after um, the second year. uh, You know, I started to know people a little bit more. And, uh, I said, you know what? I was going to take the plunge because I was scared my first year, because when you look at uh, the league options for your PayPal and what to click on, do you want to get in points race? Do you want to get in match play? I'm just like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do the cheapest. I'm going to go the cheapest route my first year. Well, the second year I decided to take the full plunge and just click. Yes. I'm clicking yes to everything. You know, do you want yeah. more nine hole? Do you want more of this? Yes. More of everything. Right. And, um, one of the things that uh, I really liked was the match play in 2019 match play. You were actually my first, you were, you were part of my first, uh, match. You were part of my first match. Oh yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And I, at the quarry, at the quarry, uh, front nine They're business. They, I was, I was scared. I was so nervous. I said, I said, you know what? Freaking carry put me, put, put himself up against me, you know, thinking I'm an easy, I'm an easy win. And, <laughs> and I, I remember we, <laughs> I, oh, here, my buddy, my, <laughs> my buddy Arnold said right here, scared money don't make money. Andy Torres is the true definition. <laughs> and, and we, so, so we tie, we end up tying, because it was one of those weird matches that I guess the way you did it is, uh, I played somebody else within that match and then we were also playing as well. It was kind of weird. It was you, you understand what I'm saying. Overlay match, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh I end up beating him and then you and I are tied after the nine holes and we have to go to uh, to sudden death, you know. Sure, and we and we go back to one. Yeah. And uh we both um I think you're on I think you're on uh for birdie and I'm right on the fringe. We're both lying too. And I remember I baby up a putt because I'm so scared because it was like a downhill lie, like it was on a sloping. It was uh, it was sloping down from left to right towards back towards the water, and um, you had an uphill putt. You miss your birdie putt. You tap in for par, and I tap in for par as well. And again, being new within the. I don't know the pops or, you know, handicaps. I don't, I don't know how everybody kind of evens out. I didn't really know that. And then I remember you just taking off your hat and shaking my hand. And I said, well, what happened? You got me on that one. And I'm like, I'm like this, uh, you know, inside of me, you know, with golf being a game of integrity, I was just like, well, you had the same score. And I said, Carrie, how does that, uh, you got a you had a pop on me because of the handicap. And I'm like this, Oh, Okay, yeah, yeah, you had the game
1: face coming out that day uh, <laughs> still earlier in your career. but that, that was you know that was the start. you know you had to knock off the commission before you uh, can really get on the road to success in the golf fellowship, right
0: Well, I want, I want everybody to see the the really crazy bracket you had for match play that year.
1: Um, yeah, so this is just actually this is the championship bracket, right? you know, it, it doesn't count the playback bracket, uh, down below. So oh, that's, cool that's right. That's right. It, Cause it is double elimination, right? That's right. That's one of the cool things about, about this is that we're double, double elimination. you got beat be beat twice to get knocked out. So, you know, you
0: still have a chance and, and those guys can
1: come all the way back to win it.
0: So. That's what I really liked about this, uh, about this bracket is that I think after you made it to, um, if you made it into the quarterfinals, then it became 18 hole matches, which was really cool after being nine holes. Then you play 18 holes for several rounds and, uh, I had never been in that type of atmosphere and, I, and like I stated to you this is one of the reasons that kind of got me to venture out into playing with other groups and you're really playing for other side action other money, you know money within other
1: groups uh, you know match play is is a very European thing you know that's that's how they play over there it's almost always match play um, here it's a very foreign concept you know but it is totally it's a totally different mentality right? You know, you every it's just hole by hole. And, uh, you know, you've seen it on TV, obviously, with the guys over the years in the Ryder Cup. There's some guys that are just made for Ryder Cup. And uh, it's really it's just really fun. And the great thing is that we overlay it with everything else. So you're still getting points, you know, in the points race. You're still competing for all the all the prizes at an event. You know, you just need to finish out your match. So you wouldn't you know uh call your match early say if you were up uh five and four you know
0: so uh lots of fun well another one of the things you have is that you have the uh the big the big shebang, which is uh for the the points cup right for you have for the Friesenhain, right Friesenhain cup close friezenheim friezenheim now i knew it i knew i was gonna mess it up the friezenheim cup
1: it was the Bruce Friesenhahn Fellowship Cup, and Bruce was uh, the father, or is, or was the father of Ryan Friesenhahn. And uh, Bruce was an early member of our group and uh, a good friend of mine, uh, professionally. um, And uh, unfortunately, passed away. But he he was a former champion uh, in the golf fellowship and really exemplified what I thought the golf fellowship was all about. And so um, I was. Fortunate enough to be able to um, talk to him, you know, a couple of nights before he passed, and and told him that, hey, we're gonna we're gonna rename this cup, you know, in, in your name, and um, uh, you know, so that's a really special thing to me. His, it, we didn't have it in that photo, but his name, or his face is, you know, on the on the
0: front of the cup, and then what was really cool was two years ago his son won. His son did win and that and was awesome. I was part of his group. I was part of that foursome. Right. And um, I, I think for a guy like me, because I think at the time uh, I was a 13 or something of that nature in my handicap uh, within the league. And it gave me going up against Robert Powell, who was, I believe a six, it gave me a chance to compete with somebody. And I think that's, well, I think that was one of the things that I thought was such a, a, one of the beauties of your league is that it it gave somebody uh, who's maybe not as a strong player, but it still gave me an opportunity to compete with somebody like Robert's caliber. And I think it, uh, I think that's what it can do for a good amount of people within the league. Now, I was thankful to be within that group because I saw firsthand uh, I was out of the points race. I, was, I had no way of winning. But I got to see Ryan and another gentleman uh, battle it out, and that was freaking awesome because it came down to the 18th hole at uh, – was it the resort course or the Palmer course? Palmer course. The Palmer course, okay? He had lock and tear of the Palmer course. And uh, I'm going to show that clip right here because Ryan needed to make an 18 a putt on 18 to tie uh, for first place to tie for the championship. Get in there, get oh, oh, boom. Oh. What a putt. That's two fist pumps today. <laughs> and I made sure to keep myself in there because I said, that's two fist pumps. I saw him do that day.
1: <laughs> that was not a short putt. And he had to have that. So Ryan was leading basically the whole season and uh jason ruiz the the guy that he fist bumped there uh came back like a wild man over the tgf championship i mean he started out like in 20th place going into the tgf championship and and came all the way back ryan had to make that putt to tie jason on the last hole and uh he knocked it down they they became co-champions so uh, uh we we set that precedent the year before uh we had a we had a tie actually realized it was a tie after the event was over, and we already awarded the trophy you know but the champ- <laughs> the champion Jason Markham realized that there was an error that uh on his card, and so I said, "What do you guys want to do?" and we all took a vote and and we just decided to take a draw, you know, call it a draw. And I, that was a perfect, uh, you know, that's epitome of the golf fellowship. And so it happened again next year or the, the following year with Ryan and Jason. Now, now last year we actually changed the point system. So there's decimals
0: now and uh, that's virtually impossible. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 like you stated, I think that's a big staple of what the golf fellowship is. And I think what the game of golf really should be is that, uh, you know, calling an error on yourself or just making sure that that you make it right. Because at the end of the day, you're the only one that really has to live with that scorecard or what you wrote down or, you know, what's fact or what's not fact. And, uh, I agree. You know, you do, you do have a lot of good people in the group because it was nice because I did get together with Ryan and his family to celebrate his victory and to celebrate my monetary victory. Because at the end, you gave me all this money from, uh, you know, from scoring in the Stableford scoring on for the week championship weekend and for my match play. And I said. I said, okay. I know exactly what I'm gonna do with this clubs. I said I'm gonna take, or with this money, I'm gonna do ex- know exactly what I'm gonna do with this money. I'm gonna take this money over to Ben, and I'm gonna be like Pretty Woman, like Julia Roberts. <laughs> I need a dress, all right? Just I need clubs. Just give me clubs. Yeah, that's great. And and Ben Ben fit me, and I spent all that money. And I said, you know what? It all went to a great cause. I love it. I love it. Keep <laughs> it in the game. Hey, I sure did, man. So tell me, uh, we have a couple of big things going on, or you have a couple of big things going on this year for some uh, road trips, and especially uh, to start off with a bang here in early March. Why don't you tell everybody about the big road trip that you have planned for the Golf Fellowship?
1: Yeah, so on March 5th and 6th, Friday, Saturday, uh, we're going to head over for the first time to the Wilderness Golf Club over in Lake Lake Jackson, basically due south of uh, Houston. And um it's been rated the you know number three in the nation by golf pass uh, this year and the players by their players choice thing, top fifty courses in the US. So we're super excited about it. You can go down with us. We've we've got some lodging uh right there at Staybridge the Suites. We worked out a deal with some some great room rates. So if you come down and play Friday, stay the night Friday, play Saturday. That's kind of the package, uh, $200 for 36 holes of golf and a night stay. Um, You can also then add on to that if you want. You can do a replay on Saturday afternoon. You can also spend the night Thursday if you want to get there early, spend the night uh, Saturday night and play Sunday morning again if you want to. So, you know, it can uh, uh, be flexible. And obviously, the more the merrier. So you you don't have to be a member. and uh, There's no member versus guest rates in this one. This is just for whoever would like to join us to go down and have some fun. Of course, we'll, we'll have a little competition, you know, for those who have official gin handicaps. And, um, you know, that'll be Friday, Saturday morning. But, um, uh, yeah,
0: I'm really looking forward to that and kicking off the year right. Now, right here, I have a little picture of it. It's right here, road trip, the golf fellowship, March 5th, 6th the road trip, the wilderness, Lake Jackson, Texas. Now I had on a couple of my buddies because I did play uh, in November uh, in, I played in Richmond. I played at Black Hawk and I played at the Carlton. I played at uh, Carlton woods, the Nick uh, Nicholas course there. And I had two of my buddies on and they were just talking about all Houston golf, because again, this is a South Texas golf podcast. And that one of my buddies, Eric Otto, that's one of his courses that he recommended for that area. He said, one of the tracks you need to go is the wilderness. He says that. So when I saw that, I saw that road trip on there. I said, Oh, that's one of the courses. My buddy said that is a must play in the Houston area. And so Kerry, you have some nice freaking tracks, dude. Some nice tracks that you're taking the golf fellowship to this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Doug Barrow, uh, down there, uh, general manager at the wilderness is, uh, taking care of us. And, um, Uh, Really excited. I haven't played it, but it it looks right. You know, we we put out a um, kind of a survey to see where guys wanted to go, you know. And so we had we had Lajita's on there. Um, That's that's still on the bucket list, by the way. Um, I'm I'm dying to go there. That's a commitment uh, for sure. Uh, Time, uh, drive and money-wise. And then we had Cassati Pines out of Cushada in Louisiana on the list. Uh, ended up that this one and the date combined with the date, uh, it made the most sense. But to your point, you know, course-wise, obviously the two-man challenge uh, schedule it can't be beat from, from a course selection. Um, and then we've got other courses on the list too. We're going to just uh, talk to Palmer Lakeside today up in Austin. We're we're going to have that on their schedule for, for a weekend, 18, you know, and uh, we're going to have some other courses. We're, we're hoping to play Memorial park where the, the Houston open has moved to uh, in the last year or so uh, at the end of the season. So, you know, we're doing our best to make sure that we have high value courses, you know, um, we can't, we, we love as much as we love the munis uh, in town, um, this, we, we've, we found, you know, kind of a, a value opportunity in the middle um, of these courses, public courses and some private courses, um, you know, that, that really appeals to a lot of people. And so that's the other thing, too, is that we, we like to switch it up every single event, you know, so you're going to play lots of different courses
0: and have lots of opportunities. And I think that's what's awesome about the league is that uh, you, y'all you introduced me to some courses that I might not normally get on. And so I know we played the quarry, uh, we played Fair Oaks, we play Olympia Hills. Uh, we play some really nice tracks. You know, we go out to the Dominion uh, and uh, Silverhorn. And so it, it's you get to really see a lot of great golf courses that, again, you might not normally play at. And I know one of the ones that you played last year and the previous years, and I'm hoping that I see it as a tentative on there, it is my home course now. It is the Golf Club of Texas. And so, <laughs> and so I'm hoping you make that work. I'm hoping you and Bo LeHue make that work out there. Well, that's
1: funny you say that, Uh, and I noticed that you you had uh, an interview with Bo the other day. I actually um, was talking to Shane Pearson, their new general manager out there. Uh, Of course, he was a long time at the Republic, and we helped. Tons of events out there over the years, including some charity events, and and Shane's always been very accommodating. And and uh, you know, we went out there for the first time actually in years because it's it's on the fringe. It takes a bit to get to, right? You know, so we went out there last year, and and honestly, it was in rough shape. You know, it was yeah. I've always loved the layout at Golf Club of Texas. I think it's a great layout. Really, a lot of fun. The fairways were, you know, lots of of crabgrass or Dallas grass, whatever, growing up there. Uh, And then the greens were rock hard. You know, I love the idea of zoysia tea through greens. Um, There's nothing like zoysia on the fairways. I wasn't quite so sure about the zoysia on the greens. Now, I've heard that uh, this year things have changed. And we can be looking for some primo action. So I've been invited out to go play by Shane uh, to go test it out, test that uh, that news out. So I'm looking forward to that. And we do, it is still tentative, but uh, upon that round of golf, I'll be pulling the
0: trigger. All uh, right. That's what I want to hear. I'm, I'm telling you. And, 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 and that's why I did want to speak with Bo. And because uh, I do, I know the superintendent, Ken Buckler really really good guy man he's he's really kind of dug in and he's really not one of these guys to try to put a band-aid on some things he's yeah. gone in there and he's uh dug some stuff out and again you know what uh if like you stated you know that was last year you know he came in at march he came in right at the or he came in right at the end of march uh during covid that's when i met him i met him at a at a because all the courses were closed in san antonio we met at around in pleasanton right at one yeah. of the courses that wasn't closed right. and um Man, i he's had him and Bo, and and uh, they've had to deal with a lot of stuff from a lot of people, you know, going through, especially on Bo's end, having to gone through different management groups and different owners. Uh, and Ken, too, having to hear a lot of this stuff. And and I hate having to defend it. But you know what? This is a course I play all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I, I grew up playing this course when it first opened up. And you know what? It, it was. It was in bad shape like two or three years ago. It was in bad shape last year. But you know what? I say these past seven months, Ken is really like – he's really turned things around because before, uh, like you stated with the zoysia grass from Tita Green, uh, the zoysia of- on the green doesn't hold so well. It doesn't hold hold the ball so well when you're trying to get it to check up, and you're like, "Nah, things don't check up out here." But yeah. I'm gonna tell you, uh, Ken's really got that place rolling, and I think I'm waiting for. Uh, I'm sure a lot of courses are waiting for this whole dormant season and this whole, uh, you know, this whole cold here in South Texas. Not like mm-hmm. Iowa's cold, but uh, for yeah. it to be done, and so we can start getting seeing some green around the courses. Yeah, I'm excited. These rains
1: over the you know this week, I'm sure are going to only help. We, we definitely need some water. So, you know, uh, I'm good to see, I'm glad to see that Odie and I'm glad to hear it from Andy too. So I, I'm definitely excited to get out there. You know, I grew up, like I was saying at my dad's course and my dad was the type of guy, he wasn't the green superintendent. He was a head professional, but at the end of the day you would see my dad out there, uh, going to the the ninth green or the fifth green, which are close to the clubhouse. I and mean, he'd, he'd be fixing ball ball marks on the greens you know that's just there's another level of of these groups taking possession of the courses that they're given the opportunity to manage and lead that you can have a great course with without a whole lot of effort obviously a a ton of money but those little things make all the difference so and it sounds like they're they're
0: heading in that direction out there too i've lost you andy i can't Awesome. Thank, thank you, Kerry. No, Ken has done a great job. And, you um, know, he's a, he's a Kentucky guy. Uh, so he's a Kentucky guy. He's, pl- he's played at some great courses there. He's played at Ballastraw in, uh, in in Louisville. And uh, he's been, he's shown me
1: some like course looks
0: like then. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's anything like that. But uh, you can tell, you know, he started from the bottom up, you know, and he understands that in order to get the course right, that, that, he, you know, you got to kind of tear things apart and rebuild it back but from from bo- the bottom up and uh, he's done a great thing with the bunkers because before i know playing with some of my boys out there that i normally play with my four bros out there is that we'd always say oh uh oh in the sand you can pull out of the sand you know yay you can hit you know pull it out is it oh we don't hit from the bunkers here we don't hit from the bunkers here and, and that was before ken got there and uh i say that right now that the step meters it, uh, on the website, Bo, Bo has it at ten point three, but I'm telling you, uh, it's closer to a twelve. It's running, it's running really fast, running true, uh, but the, the greens are in really great shape. But again, uh, and I'm just, I'm just ready for some damn grass to be grown in these freaking courses. I, I, I'm not that type of hitter, Carrie. I'm not that type of hitter. Yeah, <laughs> you need it to check up and stop or stop on a dime, right? Uh, well, I need something. I just even I need some rough to at least get my ball to stop. You know, uh, or, I I take chunks. Yeah, out. yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, take sure. chunks at it right now with the grass being so thin. I can't. It's, you know. Maybe that's what's holding me back.
1: Beginning of the year, <laughs> you to You know, so little to 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 hit the ball with.
0: Now, Carrie, I'm always so curious, especially with you starting at Austin and then having uh, Dallas, then having Dallas, and now going into Houston. Uh, how are you able to make it to to several of these events throughout uh, in these different cities? Because I know you do, and I know you try to uh, make sure you're you're showing attention and showing love to each of these cities that are bearing, you know, uh, your name, your league name.
1: It's very important to me. You know, I want to get to know those guys, you know, as well as I can. I I want it to be a personal, personal thing for everybody. And, um, you know, it goes back to that original stuff. So it it does become harder and harder, more difficult, you know, and the the people that, um, you know, I'm talking to for, for, you know, league management, it's important that they kind of carry some of, some of my ideals in that regards, Um, you know, just being a good dude. Um I certainly don't want anybody to get a get a bad feeling about uh you know my interactions with them or anything. There's times when I'm more in a hurry, of course, you know, I'm trying to but I'll always try to take the time for people. Now as far as the trips, you gotta sell that to the to Miss Kamish, right? You know, so if you package that well enough, then it's <laughs> it's a week yeah.
0: away. <laughs> Hey so so it's not it's, it's not so much business it's business and pleasure right Absolutely absolutely
1: yeah. so so when I go to those places I'm going to golf and then I'm coming back and and actually she'll ride around with me you know she rode uh, went up to Dallas with me and rode around both times and and that was a blast and um you know and then we left right away and went and had had a good time on the town so we'll we'll do that again we'll we'll try to make it to all three all three of the other cities twice each this year, you know? So that's kind of the the initial plan and and have a whole lot of fun doing it as a couple.
0: Well, you know what? I, I I've been going back and I've been editing a lot of my, um, because I've been doing a lot more video podcasts or vlogs. I, I don't know what the kids say nowadays, you know, but I just think, I just feel like, you know what, a lot more people are getting to know you and getting to put, um, a face to the voice and, um, with you know, with you and along with my several other guests that I've had previously and hearing and re-listening to these, these podcasts and listening to these people speak, uh, the big thing I get to hear is it's not where you at, it's not where you're at, it's who you're with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, do you have a good memory or of anything, uh, maybe your best memory that you've had so far, uh, from running this league? Hmm. Goodness. Or one that stands out the most?
1: You know, honestly, I'm I'm sure as soon as we we stop talking here, I'm going to think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that. But there's so many times, and that's just because there's so many times, and maybe that sounds like a cop-out. But the times that that guys will come up and say, you know, what you said earlier on tonight, Andy, you know, about what this league has meant to me. Um, you know, or that I wasn't playing golf at all, your league got me out during the week um it's taken a lot of stress off me, or you know to the to the ones where hey i've I've made some million dollar business deals you know with guys that I've met you know in the group um to you yeah. know just um yeah th- th- that's the type of thing that that sticks in my mind the most you know, um, there's sure there's, there's the shots or the rounds that, you know, I've had. And, um, but those are harder to remember than the, the guys that I played with. And I, I make an effort to play with as many of the guys each, each year as possible. Um, you know, there's only a few guys that I'll play with, uh, more than, more than once. Um, and, and, you know, sure i mean there's some guys that i'm naturally closer to you know personality wise um but i like to stretch myself that way and i like to make it around and get to know all the faces all the personalities and uh you know some you know there's some wild personalities in our world and 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 i love it you know i love it and uh, it challenges me to be a better person a better human being and I hope that I can rub off and, and help others uh, be the same. I really, really think that golf's a way to, you know, help kind of heal communities. Obviously, we're in a the last uh, calendar year has been an extremely uh, difficult one from that standpoint, and um, you know, so whatever I can do, just my little part in the golf world of doing that and being a being a good person,
0: and then there you go. Well, one of my buddies said, uh, Jason Miranda, I had never heard of this league. Sounds interesting. Thanks for bringing this to us, Andy. Absolutely. And, thank you, Andy. And, oh, no, no, thank you, Carrie. I appreciate your time so much this evening. And again, uh, you know, it, it was just that little ad that you had on Facebook. Uh, and you've really um, – I've met a lot of awesome people. I've met – I had another guest. Uh, I've had several guests from your league. I've had Robert on there. I've had James Wilson on. And uh, it's awesome, man. You know what? This game is awesome. And you make it super easy. You do. You make it super easy. Your league does uh, through all your hard work and the work on Golf Genius that uh, you make it easy for us just to go have our name on the cart, get in there, uh, put the little uh, code in our phone, and our app, and, you know, and just keep score on our phone throughout the course. And you make it you do a lot of work to make it easy for guys like us. And uh, you do, you know, it I, It only being a nine hole event, some some guys are like, oh, if I'm going to pay for golf, I'm going to pay, I want to play 18. I said, you know what? Well, some guys like us who, hey, we get off of work at 430 or even on a Tuesday, we might leave a little early uh, to get out there on the range and to get on the putting green and to make it to your league. But it's so worth it, man. Uh, and I, I really want more people because I think since, since we met, since we've talked, I think my podcast has grown and I'm reaching a lot more of the masses out there and I'm super thankful. And I want to continue to do that. And I want to continue uh, to shed gems like, like your league. And I want people to know more about Carrie. Well, you're doing a great job, Andy. And
1: uh, I know you're a very, you give lots of undertakings. You're extremely energetic and, and you keep it all together with your family. Um, I'd I love to right, right before we were meeting <laughs> Right before we were meeting here, everybody, you know, uh, one of his daughters came in and, you know, said good night. And it it was beautiful, you know, and and that means a lot. And so uh, I think I will. I do want to address, you know, the the nine hole thing is a stigma. Um, You know, I brought I kind of brought that. I feel like I kind of brought that. It's not like it's new, but uh, in Iowa, we tend to have six to maybe eight months to play golf. Nine whole courses are a dime a dozen up there, you know, and you have one basically every seven miles in every little country town. And um, and so you played nine on weeknights. It's just, you know, you didn't have to play 18. And I I get that idea that it's not a round of golf unless it's 18. So this year we're we're going to bring five 18 whole weekend rounds for for every city um and so and that's in addition that's in addition to the two-man leagues so there's going to be a bunch of different tracks that you can take to participate in the golf fellowship if weeknights don't weeknight nines don't make sense to you you can still be in the points race as a uh, weekend or 18 you could just take the two-man route and you could play all the two-man events and you could still be there at the end of the season so Uh, we're, we're just expanding that way. And so by doing that, we basically doubled our event load. We went from, went from about, uh, 40 events last year to 89
0: this year. We have, uh, planned out. So damn that that's, that's awesome. Carrie though. But you know what, you, you really, it seems like you really want to make, make it easier for people to have some choices, have some choices and for them to just come on out and experience the league. And, and you're right. It is a big stigma. It is a big stigma, that nine hole league, but I'm going to tell you, uh, it's one of the things that I always look forward to the most. I love Tuesday nights, every other, t- every other Tuesday nights. <laughs> yeah. And, and, right. uh, you, uh, it, the camaraderie, the guys, uh, playing sundown golf, uh, it's, it's freaking awesome guys. If you, if you haven't, if you haven't, if you, if you don't think you have time, come on out, try the golf fellowship. You'll meet some good guys. And you'll know, meet some guys like me, uh, not so good guys. And, uh, that's you not, you're <laughs> You're good in all the ways that matter, Indy. Okay, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to say that I'm good in all the ways that matter. I'm going to use that one, Carrie. Uh, but, but guys, hey, come on, check it out. Uh, Kerry's a good dude. Uh, there's a lot of great guys out in the league. He has a lot of great formats, a lot of great different uh, types of games, types of uh, types of cities, types of two-man formats. Uh, you know, single man. Um, and Kerry, you do such a great job. I appreciate what you do and what your league brings for guys like me and here in San Antonio and now Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you being on the show tonight. Thanks for having me again, Andy. And uh, I look forward to getting
1: back with you in three years on this and seeing what ha- what's happened. There. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. I'm
0: scared for you. I'm scared, <laughs> but it's a good it's good type of scared. I hope you enjoyed the show with Kerry. Don't forget, you can reach out to Kerry at thegolffellowship.com also, the league is in four cities, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston. And don't forget, he's got several two-man tournaments, Golf Club of Houston, TPC San Antonio Canyons, Wolf Dancer in Bastrop, and TPC Oaks. And don't forget about the handicapper here in San Antonio at Brackenridge Park Golf Course that takes place on March 21st. I hope you enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow, like on Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Please click subscribe, rate, leave a review. That's how it helps me grow the podcast. Please check out my website, www.nothingobgolf.com. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.